whether you know it or not, there are so many emotions that are attached to these clothes, even more so than the other items in your bedroom, because you literally put these clothes on your body. They literally become a part of you and your identity. And so you can't help but attach emotions to them. And so I come upon so many people that they have their quote unquote skinny jeans hanging in their closet, or they have the dress that they wore 10 years ago that they love so much and they really want to fit into it again. And I have to remind them and really dig deep and ask them very pointed questions about what emotions do you really feel when you're looking at those skinny jeans or looking at that dress? Are you feeling happiness and excitement? Or are you feeling some guilt and shame because you can't wear them right now? Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Style is our topic on Spark Joy today. Listen with us as we learn tips and tricks for making the most of your closet as you build a style that sparks joy for you. After a successful weight loss journey in 2011, Joanna Lovering founded Copper and Rise, a New York City-based style coaching service dedicated to personal and professional empowerment. A passionate stylist and trained executive coach, Joanna pairs her seasonal sensibilities with leadership development techniques to help her clients rise to the next level. Welcome, Joanna. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. We are so glad you joined us today because style just really goes hand in hand with some decision making that involves the things in our homes, particularly clothing and accessories and all of that great stuff that we make decisions about as we're organizing. But we'll start with your background. It's very impressive. We'd love to hear more about your path to the work that you do at Copper and Rise. Cool. Thanks. Well, I'm happy to talk about my background. I come from the world of leadership development and coaching. I have a long list of big household names that I used to work for as an internal management consultant, helping leaders be better at leading. And it was in grad school when I had some friends asking me to go shopping with them in preparation for their interviews. And after a while, I had multiple weekends completely booked up with my friends shopping, but then their husband needed glasses and whatever it is. I thought to myself, um, I should be getting paid for this. <laughs> so that's when I actually started fashion styling And I call myself a style coach on purpose. My lens for fashion styling is through the lens of a coach because I truly believe that you can move forward with your entire life and the goals that you have just by changing what you wear. So I use wardrobe not as the ultimate end-all be-all. It's actually the catalyst or the channel for positive change in your life. Fantastic. 
And I love the name of your business, Copper and Rise. Where did that come from? Sure. So your listeners don't know it yet, but I have very fiery copper red hair. So copper is my hair or a reference to me. And then rise is like rise up in your life. So meet copper, meet Joanna and rise up. One of the things that I have found is that sorting and editing is just part of the work that I do as a Conrad organizer. Many of our clients and me included have a really hard time knowing what looks good. Yet, I definitely know that I want to be comfortable, but I also want to look good. And sometimes I'm not real sure how to get those two objectives to work together. Tell us about your ideal clients. What are some of the things that you find in common with the people who benefit most from the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my ideal client is someone who works really, really hard you know, whether they're working at a job or whether they're a mom with kids and they just don't have the time to think about what they're going to wear that day. So I think one big commonality and one big challenge for all of my clients is just that getting dressed and what they're wearing is not at the top of the totem pole. So they want to be comfortable, they want to look good, but they just have a lot of other priorities that makes, you know, shopping and getting dressed in the morning a thing that they just can't spend a lot of time on. So that's the first thing that I find. Another thing that I find with my clients is that there is some sort of impetus for why they are looking to hire a style coach. It's typically because they're going through some sort of change in their life or they're about to go through some sort of change. So for instance a new mom who just lost the baby weight or someone who's gunning for a promotion and they really want to look good at their job or someone who just moved to a new city and the clothes from their old city just isn't going to cut it. So there's some sort of change or something that is the catalyst for a client to look to hire me. Lots of the changes that you just mentioned we are definitely familiar with those points in transition. And I often say it's rare that I come across a client, and particularly female clients, who have a closet that doesn't have any clothes that are either too big or too small. It's something we can all relate to working through the different sizes related to all of the different ways we're experiencing life and all of the different transition moments I'm curious, as a stylist, how do you help people navigate through that change and make sure that they're dressing intentionally every day? Absolutely. This is such a huge part of the work that I do with my clients. I often ask this question, and I will ask this to the both of you. This is not rhetorical. My question is, when you think about your closet, including your dresser drawers, if you have any, what percentage of your closet that's seasonally appropriate, do you actually wear? Well, that's a great question because we ask that same thing of our clients. Ah! And the statistic is that most people wear about 20% of what's in their closet. And that's the number that I typically get. So yay, my clients (laughs) are right on point. You're not crazy if you were thinking 20%. So the work that I do 
I say that number one, my intention is for you to have 100% of your closet available to you. So you know it fits and you know it looks good, whatever that means, because that is relative and it looks good and you feel good in it. Also, my other intention is that you can get dressed in five minutes or less every single morning. So I'm addressing the whole time crunch thing as well. I love that. Sometimes that is the actual vision that we hear with clients. I know I had a client who's told me that her goal was to get dressed in five minutes. So we had to make sure that her closet sparked joy and there was nothing that needed to be ironed or there wasn't like an excessive amount of variety or choice. There was really a lot of things, you know, in front of her that supported her now, you know, not when she reached her aspirational weight goals or whatever it was, like it needed to be ready to support her life now. Well, listen, I could go on and on and on about this. I mean, talk about sparking joy. Gosh, one of the big things that I talk about with my clients is whether you know it or not, there are so many emotions that are attached to these clothes, even more so than the other items in your bedroom, because you literally put these clothes on your body. They literally become a part of you and your identity. And so you can't help but attach emotions to them. And so I come upon so many people that they have their quote unquote skinny jeans hanging in their closet, or they have the dress that they wore 10 years ago that they love so much and they really want to fit into it again. And I have to remind them and really dig deep and ask them very pointed questions about what emotions do you really feel? When you're looking at those skinny jeans or looking at that dress, are you feeling happiness and excitement or are you feeling some guilt and shame because you can't wear them right now? Because let me tell you what, if it's the latter, gosh, you deserve so much more than that. There's no reason that a piece of clothing is going to determine your worth. It's ridiculous. So we shouldn't even have those pieces available to us in our closet. I'll get off my soapbox now, but that's a, that's a really big one that is so, so important is to bring awareness to my clients around what emotions have they attached to those pieces so that we can manipulate our closet to make it a positive experience for us. You really touched so many issues that I think our clients, and certainly we all have faced over and over again. In a traditional KonMari, we start with clothing for one reason, because just as you described, it's something that we're making a decision about every day. We wear it very closely to our skin, and it seems to be a good place to get started. And it's also a way to have a great success in getting organized, because most people find their closets to be one of their biggest pain points. But by the same token, all of that emotion that goes into clothing, I think in some ways can make it really difficult for people. So when we talk to our clients, a lot of times we ask them to separate the sentimental clothing, meaning those things like that dress that they wore 10 years ago, from the things that are actually within the realm of possibility. Right. It does mean that we have to think about those jeans that fit five years ago that we'd like to get back into 
And just as you said, I tell clients all the time that the closet should not make them feel bad. So it's a real struggle. But how do you talk to your clients about letting go of those things, like those jeans that haven't fit for a while, sure. or that dress that's not really um, part of their current vision for themselves, either it's something that was work appropriate when they had a corporate job or back in the day when we wore maybe more formal business clothes. and Or they spent a lot of money on yes. it. That's a big one too. You don't want to get rid of the stuff that you spent a lot of money on. So how do you deal with that with your clients? Sure, sure. So I talk about how the closets, your closet needs to be two things as umbrellas, okay? Let's say the values that we have to attach to our closets are twofold. The first value is that your closet needs to be functional. So in many ways, I work with my clients on organizational tips. All of the hangers should be the same hanger. All of your empty hangers should go in one place in your closet, etc., etc. So like, it's very easy for you to see everything in your closet and grab it and go. The second value that we have to attach to our closet is the fact that the closet needs to be, and I say pleasing, right? So Marie Kondo says spark joy. And I would love to spark joy in every single piece, but there are just some times where a piece isn't necessarily going to spark joy, but it could spark a half smile. So I say pleasing. So that also means that The items within the closet need to be pleasing to you. It also means that the closet needs to be arranged in a way that is pleasing to you. So not just be able to grab and go quickly and see things, but it also needs to like make you half smile a little bit. So I have tips and tricks for that as well. But when it comes to say the skinny jeans or the dress that your husband proposed to you in, right? The dress probably gives you a half smile, right? So it is pleasing to you. And that's the reason why you've kept it in your closet because it serves you in a type of emotional way. However, let's not forget about the second value, which is, or the first value, which is function. The closet needs to be functional. So fact of the matter is that dress is actually taking up room for something that you could possibly have in there that would be pleasing and in rotation for every day. So that's how I explain how to like let go of some of those pieces that have been emotionally serving you but aren't necessarily functional. And by the way, my clients have the last decision here. So I'm never, ever going to make someone get rid of something if they're too attached to it. My thought is, okay, if you want to keep that dress, cool. Let's go to the container store or Amazon or whatever and get a clear plastic box that we'll now call the nostalgia box. And we're going to keep all of the things that you have really positive emotional attachments to, but aren't necessarily functional in the nostalgia box that's clear so you can see those items, so you can half smile whenever you need to but our closet will be a lot more functional. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club. 
our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. So we touched on the importance of having a functional closet and the importance of having clothing in that closet that fits us, serves us now. Another challenge that comes up is style, I would say, and sometimes quality as well. Because in our line of work, we're having our clients confront seasons of themselves and seasons of the way they have dressed themselves and challenging them to figure out where they are now or put some of those seasons to rest. How do you navigate that, this idea of defining your style in a way that doesn't get lost in a year or isn't relevant in a year, really embracing trends, but also being able to have that classic influence and quality in a closet? Kristen, this is such an amazing question because it's really hard for me to answer. (laughs) (laughs) This is a huge challenge for everyone, especially with, and don't get me started about fast fashion, but we no longer have four seasons in the year in terms of clothes. We now have 52. So things are changing on a weekly basis, which is really overwhelming for my clients, sometimes even for myself. And keeping up with the trends is virtually impossible because of fast fashion. So I will say this, there are certain pieces in a woman's wardrobe that are essentially foundational classic pieces that I sure as heck don't think are ever going to go out of style. Those things are going to be things like black pants, denim, like a skinny denim, and then maybe a bootleg denim. How about a black blazer? How about a white t-shirt? So these are like foundational pieces that you can never go wrong. And then when it comes to the trends, my advice is you can pepper in some of the trends here and there. So maybe with an accessory For instance, a huge accessory trend right now is a headband, like a fabric headband with a knot at the top. Everybody's loving these things. It's going to be gone in a year, I swear. But you know what? Go ahead and spend $10, feel trendy, and then toss it next year. But things like denim, black pants, a white Oxford shirt, those things are the quality items that as long as they fit they're really going to last you a really long time. When I say a really long time, I'm going to say at least three years. And for me, after three years, you're really getting the value and your money's worth. All of these ideas about, you know, things like black and dark colors are more slimming. And so if you have bigger concerns, you should wear dark colors or, or you should never wear big prints under certain circumstances. If you have bigger concerns, 
What do you find to be some of the big misperceptions about things? Okay, I love this question because the biggest misconception is that flattering is a word. I'm serious. The word flattering should be out of our vocabulary. Flattering does not exist. Flattering is a word that society has put on us to make us conform to a certain body shape, a certain body type, and look a certain way. So when my clients say to me, does this look flattering? Can I wear this? My response is, here are the only two things you need to think about. Because flattering, that's about somebody else. It's not about you. So there are two things that you need to think about. Number one is how do you feel wearing these clothes? What are the emotions that come up for you while wearing these clothes? And do those emotions serve you for that day? The second thing you need to think about is how do you think, because you'll never really know, but how do you think these clothes are affecting or impacting the other people around. Those are the only two things you need to think about, ladies. So it's, how do I feel and how do I make other people feel? Typically, you want both of those things to be positive. You want both of those answers to be positive. So I say, get rid of the word flattering or what I can and can't wear and think more about the emotions that you feel and how other people might feel when you're wearing those items. Love it. I think it's so important to just simply feel good. And I imagine you also fit various figures and and body types. Do you find that there is a particular lens we should be looking at our closet through based on our size? Yes. Well, it's not necessarily based on our size. There's actually an equation that I teach all of my clients for building outfits that will look quote unquote put together because put together is the lens that everybody kind of goes by. Everybody wants to look put together and feel put together, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. So here are my three tips. This is like the number one thing I teach people. So congratulations, listeners, you're getting it for free. (laughs) It's the line, the V and the rule of three. So on a woman's body, no matter what shape or size or height or width or whatever you are, if you accentuate the line, the line meaning your natural waist, natural waist is where if you kind of move from side to side, it's where the crease is. So it's way above your hip bone. If you emphasize your natural waist, either with a belt or a tucked in shirt or even a pleat, you will look more traditionally hourglassy and people will perceive you as being more put together. So that's the line. The V is making a V from the sides of your neck, pointing down to your navel. That V can be as short or as long as you need it to be, but you can make a V with sure a V-neck shirt, but also with a pendant necklace or with a blazer because the blazer cuts in in a V. 
So the V will help the I, someone perceiving you, their I will kind of go down, make you look longer and leaner. And therefore, from a traditional female hourglass figure, you will look more put together. The third rule is the rule of three or the rule of at least three. My rule is this. You need to wear at least three significant items on your body, not including shoes. So think about that for a second. That means that if you're wearing a top and jeans, you need to wear one more significant thing on your body. And that will make the outfit look put together. So that third thing can be a statement necklace. It could be a scarf. It could be a hairband. It could be a hat. could be a blazer, a bomber jacket, a denim jacket, whatever. But that third item is the thing that cinches it all together. Now, I say at least three because some people want to wear a necklace and a bracelet and a cocktail ring. And I say, cool, that's great. But once we get to, I don't know, five or six items, I would start to reconsider. Because <laughs> then, as Tim Gunn always said, that's a lot of look. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, important to remember editing and simplifying once you get to that. Yes, yes. Where's the eye resting? What is special? Yeah. Great tips. This must be why I find that V-neck t-shirts and cardigans are such a good look for me because I see exactly what you mean by that V. And also, you reminded me of that old adage about, you know, that you should get yourself all ready and then take off at least one piece of jewelry. <laughs> so, which I think really kind of ties into making sure that you're not overdoing it. Yep. That was Coco Chanel, I believe. So we have to ask, of all of your tips, of all of your great styling tips, what is your very favorite styling tip? Well, I have to admit that the line, the V, and the rule of three, those are really three tips, but those are my favorites. And I know that there are people who are listening right now who are going to hear my voice in their heads when they're getting dressed in the morning tomorrow. But my other favorite tip is the... I don't really have a name for it, but I call it opposites, right? So for instance, you choose to wear a bell-bottom pants, which are very trendy right now. My recommendation would be to wear something on top that's not voluminous. So if you're going to wear something with volume on the bottom, you're not going to have volume on top and vice versa. Volume on top means that there isn't going to be volume on the bottom. Another really good tip I have is there is a big trend right now for pants that are a little bit higher up on the cuff. So they're above the ankle. So I want to remind people that if we're going to wear a pant that is higher on the ankle, then we're going to need to wear a top that's either tucked in or cropped because that's where proportions really come in. If your pants are shorter, then your top has to be shorter and vice versa. You can wear longer pants that go all the way down to the floor or a maxi skirt. And that's when you can wear maybe a tunic or something like that. Those are great tips and very practical as well. So we ask all of our guests, what is sparking the most joy for you at this very moment? 
I am very, very excited to be planning an event here in New York City that is specifically for curvy girls like myself. I work with quite a lot of plus size clients. And so it's really important for me to recognize curvier bodies and help those women understand that their worth is not tied up with the traditional body shapes that our, maybe our mothers or our grandmothers instilled in us. So the fact that I'm planning an event that's just for curvy ladies just really makes me smile because I know that they really appreciate being recognized. Fantastic. And how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about the Curvy Girl event and other offerings that you have? Yes, please go to my website, www.copperandrise.com. And I also have an Instagram. I am much more active on Insta stories than on my feed. So make sure you look at my Insta stories. And that's at Copper and Rise as well. Thank you so much, Joanna. We really enjoyed having you on the show. Thanks. I'm so thrilled to be here. And I know that we have a lot of overlap in terms of our values and the way that we work. So this has been wonderful. Thank you, ladies. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media, Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media, Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.